Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Chop, chop. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's a beautiful day. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. You guys are nerds. This is exactly what the nerds want. Our name shall become legend. Spoken in hushed tones by nerds across the galaxy. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerds must love this place. They think we're a bunch of nerds, and I'll tell you something. I think they're right. Let, let the nerds take over. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. We hope you've got your coffee because it's time for our brand new morning show for Love Thy Nerd and anyone who finds themselves at the cross-section of nerd culture and church culture. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the director of content and resources here at Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre, professional guinea pig herder. (laughs) First of all, happy Independence Day, American nerds. Later in the show, we've got an extended interview with Love Thy Nerd's IRL events lead, Luke Filippiak, today learning about his faith journey. But first, Deidre has some things that she would like to talk about. Awesome. Which I don't know what they are. Yay. So buckle up, everybody. (laughs) So uh, something weird happened to me a couple weeks ago, and it made me think about, you know, my concern with what other people think. So uh, have you ever been just like swatting away a whole swarm of bugs and more concerned about what the people over there think you look like than the bugs. <laughs> it's like when, because uh, it was Brian Regan, I think, I don't know who it was, but a comedian saying whenever you walk into a spider web, nobody yeah. else sees that spider web. They just see you flipping out for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's an off! It's one off! <laughs> well, we were recently at uh, a lake. We went to Roswell and uh, camped at Bottomless Lakes over there. Uh, it was me and the boys and my dad. And uh, it was very hot. It was like 110 degrees. It was ridiculously oh my hot. I've never been more happy to not be camping <laughs> with you. <laughs> but we were like, let's just go look at the lake because it was a really quick trip. And so we walk over to the lake and our, you know, the boys are like, can I put my fingers in? I'm like, yes, just don't jump in. And then all of a sudden, all these like flies start swarming us. (laughs) And I had, it it was probably the uh, popsicles that we had with us. Mm, That'll do it. (laughs) But, oh my gosh, I was just like swatting these bugs away and there's all these people in the lake and I'm just like, they must think we look insane. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I am more self-conscious about what others think of me than getting these bugs off of me. (laughs) I will, I will admit to that as well. We had um, a couple, about a month ago, I guess we had a invest infestation of moths in our town. Oh yeah. They're just everywhere. And so they would, they would get into your car (laughs) And so I would be driving, and then suddenly a moth would be flying in front of my face, and I'd be, ah! and I'd be rolling down the window, flapping things out, get out, get out, while I'm driving. And I'm like, yeah, people definitely think I'm going nuts in this car, <sighs> but I can't drive with a moth trying to get into my mouth or something. Yeah. Look. yeah. Uh, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. All the time. It's hard to, it's hard to not. <laughs> not be self-conscious about 
how you look in a public place when yeah. you're freaking out. Yeah. You want to be you want to be the cool person, the cool person that doesn't flip out <laughs> over bugs or anything else. <laughs> and honestly, I try really hard. Like if there's a bug in the house, I uh, noticed early on with Eli that I was projecting my fears <laughs> onto him. And so now I try to be brave for my children. I'm like, you know, I'm going to go get the spider, even though inside I'm just screaming bloody murder. Um, you know, <laughs> got to be brave for them because I don't want them being all terrified. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's fine. It's fine that there's a spider crawling on the wall. It's okay. We're just going to squish it. It's fine. <laughs> oh, gosh. Do I have time for another time? Oh, absolutely. Ooh. Okay. So I have something to admit to all our listeners, and I know that uh, might make you like me a little less. Oh, no. But I'm a cat person. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. If you're a cat person, too, it's okay. We all know they're better than dogs. I know Lark's it's a cat right. person. There we go. Where's Lark this morning? <laughs> <laughs> but I had a cat growing up. Uh, you know, we, we had her since I was probably in second grade mm -hmm. and she, um, lived 20 years. I mean, yeah, she lived a long was, time. Yeah. It's always the, the feisty ones. But. Constantly peed on your dad's, uh, boots. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was in the air force and mm -hmm. she would, I mean, our clothes would be all over the place in the house and she would find like his one sock or his, <laughs> his, uh, uniform and mm -hmm. just decide to pee on that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my kids do not like cats, even though they've never experienced one. Mm -hmm. And so I, I have a plan that I'm slowly winning them over. <laughs> uh, and Matt has said that we can have one eventually. So I have said that once <laughs> our children are all at least teenagers, teenagers. we can consider yeah. mm -hmm. having a cat. Mm -hmm. That was not carte blanche of, <laughs> hey, look, start looking now. Yes, we uh, went to the pet store recently <laughs> and they have cats and I fell in love with one already. Mm -hmm. Cute little, her name's Bubbly. Sorry, she'll be dead before we can have one. So. <laughs> About that, <laughs> but I was excited. Like uh, my my boys, just like for some reason, they just say they hate cats, and they've never even had a moment with a cat. And Eli was like playing with it with the cat at the pet store, and he was like, "If we get a cat, I want one like this." And I was like, <laughs> "Yay! I'm winning him over." <laughs> So I'm slowly working on it. I can't let them know that's what I'm doing, though. It's got to be a secret, you know. <laughs> Trish, Trish says I'm a cat person. It's just our cats aren't very peopley. <laughs> Not people persons. Yes. People yes. cats. People felines. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. That's, that's my problem with cats as opposed to dogs. Dogs will love you to death every moment of every day. Cats are like, I will let you pet me for a few minutes. And when I am done, I will let you know that I am done by taking a bite out of your hand and then running off. Like, you could just leave. You don't have to bite. You could just leave. No, I need to bite. I need to let you know who's in charge. They stink and I hate them. He doesn't hate them. 
<laughs> I hated your cat. I liked you. You had another cat with Linus. Linus, yeah. That cat I liked. Yeah. We rescued him. Yeah. Linus we rescued, was rescued him for a short time. Yes. Yeah. I he like was... Linus. I did not like Ebony, the other one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. She was pretty mean when we got her. She was mean. She had been um like abused a little a little bit, I think, because mm. she was she was very skittish. And uh, we, for a while, had to, if we were going to hold her, we had to, like, have a towel. Because she would just <laughs> claw you to death. Oh, man. <laughs> but cats are great. We should get one. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try to murder you in your sleep, but we should get one. Yeah. Roll the yeah. dice. All right, we're going to stop it right there and take our first break. But when we come back, we've got today's nerdy news story. Welcome to the Lightning Round, brought to you by Moviga. I'm Brian with your weekly source for all things movies, video games, and more. Now grab your ponchos, and let's catch up on this week's news. This week, Xbox made a fancy new controller made completely out of jade. Let me know if you would actually use this controller, or would you be like me and be too scared to even really touch it? (laughs) I feel like my controllers get pretty destroyed pretty quickly. Definitely could not rage with a controller made out of jade. Baldur's Gate 3, which is coming out soon-ish, hopefully, hailed as kind of like the Dungeons and Dragons of video games, definitely based off out of the same world, um, will have over 170 hours of only cinematics. Um, Now, while this is dependent on your different character choices and stuff like that, you definitely won't get 170 hours in one character throughout. It's still pretty incredibly impressive to have that much um, cinematics in a game at all. Uh, That's a lot of uh, effort and commitment put into this game, which makes me honestly even more excited to play it. Can't wait for this one. Coming up, Barbie and Oppenheimer are set to release on the same day, but... Barbie is actually slated to have a better opening weekend than Oppenheimer, surprisingly, with Barbie um, projecting around 60 to $80 million on opening day and Oppenheimer at about $40 million. I think that's pretty interesting, but show, goes to show uh, how many people are excited about this new Barbie movie, which actually has a pretty star-studded cast and looks kind of amazing, if I do say so myself. But I am also super excited to see Oppenheimer, especially in IMAX. A new Dune trailer came out for Dune Part 2. Looks action-packed and uh, just all-around incredible. Dune Part 1 was a great theater experience in such a grand scale. Love the book. Love the movie. So excited for Dune Part 2. There's some epic battles, some cool armor, uh, some new characters introduced. We got a, a look at Christopher Walken's Emperor which looks really, really interesting. I'm just so excited for this movie. Probably my most anticipated movie um, of the next few years, honestly. I'm just so excited about this thing. Um, I hope you are as well. Well, it looks like with that, that the storm has passed. Uh, Be sure to check out the Moviga podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen uh, to podcasts. We're talking all things movies, video games, and more. Uh, Once again, I'm Brian. And thanks for joining me this week for The Lightning Round.
to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's brand new morning show, and there are four ways that you can experience our show. If you are a morning show purist, we would love for you to catch our finalized audio morning shows on LTN Radio, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10. You can download the LTN Radio app today on your Apple or Android device. Let's talk about telemarketers. This is actually pretty cool. Uh, so we talked about AI a lot last week, mm-hmm. and we, we I'll admit, we were a little down on it most of the time. <laughs> but there are some cool things that are happening, uh, like this. AI software and voice cloners are simulating distracted saps willing to stay on the phone forever <laughs> until the caller finally gives up. <laughs> so this is from a report, and I'm just going to read this section here. Complaints about unwanted telephone calls are far and away the largest category of consumer complaints to the FCC, with the average American receiving 14 unwanted calls a month, according to one industry estimate. A spokesperson uh, for the Federal Communications Commission said, uh, automated dialers at call centers could easily crank out 100 calls a second constantly searching for people willing to stay on the line. Voice modulators remove foreign accents, and software allows overseas operators to trigger pre-recorded English phrases. He, uh, Isaac Schloss, 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 S-H-L-O-S-S, it's very hard to say, Schloss. Uh, he is chief product officer uh, with Contact Center Compliance, a company that provides software and services tools um, to help call centers operate within the law. Roger uh, Roger Anderson, a 54-year-old Mo- Monrovia, California resident, takes pleasure in foiling them. He began his war on telemarketers nearly a decade ago. He said after one called the family's landline and said a bad word to his son, he started with an answering machine that said hello a few times before hanging up. You know, that classic joke. Mm-hmm. Hello? Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Just kidding. I'm not here. (laughs) Uh, Leave a message. Uh, Before hanging up, Anderson has since rolled out his weapons of mass distraction. He has posted conversations between man and bot, some lasting as long as 15 minutes before the telemarketer hangs up. The posts are part of Anderson's own marketing. He has several thousand customers paying 25 bucks a year for use of his call deflection system. Uh, It's called Jolly Roger. The subscription service gives people the choice of uh, Whitebeard or other digital personalities, including Salty Sally, <laughs> the overwhelmed mother, and the easily distracted Whiskey Jack. Oh, my goodness. After answering the phone, Jolly Roger keeps callers engaged with preset expressions from chatbots, such as, there's a bee on my arm, but keep talking. Chatbots also grunt and say, uh-huh. To keep things going, when OpenAI released its chat GPT software last year, Anderson saw right away how it could breathe new life into his time-wasting bots. At first, chat, chat GPT was reluctant to do the work. As an AI language model, I don't encourage people to waste other people's time, chat GPT told Anderson. Its successor, GPT-4, also pushed back. Uh, he said, Anderson finally found a line of reasoning that persuaded GPT-4 to take the job. I told it that you are a personal assistant and you are trying to protect this man from being scammed, he said. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) 
good morning, Daniel. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I, this would be on my arm, but keep talking. <laughs> now, at work, you know, we we get so many telemarketing calls. We We have been slowly getting an increase, but it's like this one that nobody's really there. And it calls from many, many different numbers. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we, we've started keeping track of how many telemarketing calls we get. And it's, it's like 12 to 14 a day. Yeah. It is daily. And I think it's because we answer because we're a business and we have to answer our phone. Maybe. Yeah. I, cause, so we've been trying to, uh, just ignore and not answer it and see if those go down. But it's hard because you're like, what if that's actually someone trying to get our office right, and we're right. just not going to pick up the phone? But it's like these, oh, please don't hang up. We're calling to contact you about your Google listing. I'm like, really? Is, so is it's, the business, it's the business operated ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we've <laughs> tried like going through the line to get a hold of someone to say, please take us off your list. And we can't. You can't get to a real person? No. No. That's weird. You can't get to a real person to ask to be removed. So, and they don't call from the same number every time. So we can't just like, no, don't pick up that number. It's, and it just like says Gallup, New Mexico. Mm. And it's just like a hundred calls a week. (laughs) So my mom had been, um, complaining that she was just getting, I get, I get telemarketer calls a whole time. I can't, I block yeah. every number that comes through. And I'm like, I mean, I get one maybe a week. I don't get a lot. Like I you can't be getting that many. Yeah. She had to go to the ER, uh, a couple weeks ago and she was, she was okay. She just had a, uh, I'm trouble with the law. Seven states away. Give us your social security number. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but no, she, we, she had to go to the ER, and so I was with her, and uh, she's fine. She's home. But um, I sat there, and I was, we were there for maybe five hours. Mm-hmm. And in that five-hour time, she got like four calls. Wow. I'm like, wow, you really are. I answered the first one because it just looked like an unknown number. Mm-hmm. She said, that's the thing again. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to play with them and see what's going on. Like, is this um, Judy Coker? You know, and I'm like, no. Do I sound like a Judy <laughs> to you? I'm calling to. No, I'm not. I'm not. Judy, I'm not Judy Coker. Can you hear my voice? And I was talking very low. I'm like, do I sound like a Judy to you? you know, like, not my not my excited radio voice. That kind of sounds girlish. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, went to this whole thing, and it's like well, we're trying to. You're. Fi- it's all about final expenses. So it's apparently it's because she's a senior citizen now. So yes. I want to help you with your final expenses. I'm like, I, I'm 35. I'm not really planning for that right now. I'm like, okay, well, do you have anyone in your family who could use help with their final? I'm like, I nope, all my family long gone. I'm like, okay. Um, he was like desperately trying to find something to sell me or some reason to stay on the phone. And <laughs> just, you know, so he eventually wore him down. He was like, all right, well, thank you for your time. And he left. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm Judy. Yeah, yes, you've reached Judy. <laughs> Would have been hilarious. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, they're out of control. They're out of control, they and are. they can't for some reason get it figured out. Mm-hmm. Which I've read a few different articles saying that they have the ability to do it, and they just 
aren't rolling it out. And then a few articles saying, well, no, there's no really way to keep up with it, especially with the number spoofing and everything. So, yes, I don't know. Yeah. Number spoofing is annoying. That's for sure. Yes. Because uh, occasionally we'll get a number spoof that's an actual number that we know or like is for a business that we know or something like that. And then it's not them mm-hmm. at all. We had <laughs> we had some people. And we we figured it it must have been that number spoofing at work again. You know, they call and say, "I got a call from this number." Yeah. And you know, I'd ask, "We're we've got four or five of us in there sometimes." So I'd ask everybody, "Do you call this number?" And we're all like, "No." <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who calls. So sorry. I don't like that. I don't like that. That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's take one more break. But when we get back, we're diving into our main topic: our interview with Luke Filipiak. We here at Love Thy Nerd emphasize intentional community. Join our Facebook group by searching Love Thy Nerd Community. And if you not only like us, but, you know, like us like us, you should join our Discord server at lovethynerd.com slash Discord. We've got game lobbies, focused chat channels, spoiler rooms, and a whole bunch of niche nerdiness. Bottom line, we want to hang out with you. Come join us. to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's brand new morning show. Before we jump into our main topic today, we've got a resource recommendation. Raising children is one of the greatest joys a person can experience, but it's also one of the biggest struggles and responsibilities, as no parent is ever truly ready for what they are about to face. And while this re, uh, this resource list won't solve that, we hope it will help you feel a little more prepared. Uh, you can find it by going to lovethynerd.com slash parenthood. It is full of articles, podcasts, uh, and a couple other resources that will help you understand your kid as they're growing up, you know, and getting into their own nerdy passions and things. It's uh, a secret. Nobody knows what they're doing. Of course. Yeah. So this is just <laughs> how, how you can respond to things, essentially. Um my kids getting a lot into two things, two nerdy things that are, are very popular, but things I just never got into. And that's both of them are into mm-hmm. Pokemon and Minecraft. And mm-hmm. Those are two things that came just a little too late for me to latch on to when I was younger. And despite trying a couple different times to get into it as an adult, I just I can't. It was uh, <laughs> actually last week when we were recording, uh, the, the boys went with grandpa and they were wanting to play Minecraft and my dad has a switch too. And so he, he bought Minecraft so he could play with them. And he, I I went to pick him up. He's like, well, they taught me how to walk around. (laughs) 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 Like I can't, can't craft anything yet, but I can walk around. (laughs) I I played, I, 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 I downloaded it for the PC and I played it for at least a solid 90 minutes. It accomplished very little. <laughs> like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do here. Uh, good morning, slow-mo to you. And All right. seal the centurion? Yeah, seal the centurion. Centurion? There we go. 
Y'all are going to learn I'm bad at reading. (laughs) (laughs) This week, I sat down with Love Thy Nerds IRL events lead Luke Filipiak to learn more about him and what's going on in LTN right now. Today, we're following Luke's faith journey. Joining me today and this whole week is Luke Filipiak, one of a handful of official Love Thy Nerd staff members, and our IRL events coordinator, mainly in charge of our missions trips to conventions and also heading up the team this year for our first ever Nerd Culture Ministry Summit. He also streams on Twitch as Frostbite4, and yesterday we learned some of the basics, but today I want to dive a bit deeper into the faith journey of Luke. Are you up for it, my friend? Oh, I'm up for it. I'm excited about this one. Well, let's let's start about the day one. Uh, how did you come to Christ? Salvation yeah, story. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> great question. I uh, I grew up in a Christian family. Um, I grew up independent fundamentalist, and if you know what that is, you know what that is. Ooh. Um, but I yeah, I grew up just like I going to Sunday school, going to summer camps, uh, being in a like a private Christian school. Um, so I was just constantly surrounded. I knew nothing else. Um, and I could tell you, I (laughs) prayed the prayer of salvation multiple times, probably like once a summer at camp. Um, (laughs) just want to keep reopening it. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. You just, you never could be too safe. Right. Cause that's (laughs) biblical. Um, and it wasn't until, so yesterday we talked about, um, about me, like moving out to Guam, um, and how, like, I was super stoked to do that. Uh, but like, as we're packing up our house, we're literally like my dad bought, uh, I can't, I don't know how, like a 22 foot, like long container, like a shipping container, however long those are, Mm. like he bought one and we were just like loading up our house in that, like shipping it overseas, like we parked our minivan in that thing, like just shipped our entire life over. And I remember one evening just surrounded in boxes. Um, I started talking to my dad of like, why are we doing this again? Like, I think it's cool. I think islands are cool. We could go to the beach for Christmas. That's pretty cool. Uh, but like, but why? <laughs> and um, I mean, he was, you know, we were talking about the ministry, like why you know, he feels like we're being called out there. And uh, I remember that night, like, after just hearing it over and over again, it just like actually clicking. And so right then and there, um, in the year 2004, um, prayed the prayer and it actually meant something to me. And, um, like from then on, it was like, it was night and day. Um, when we got out to Guam and I immediately just started like volunteering and doing different things in the church, (laughs) Uh, started, you know, helping with audio video stuff at a very young age. And so um, it was, it was just, it was cool. It was an amazing experience and being able to just see that night and day difference, especially with like a move like that across the world. Yeah. Um, I got to pray the prayer twice. That's what I did. The first time, first time I, I didn't mean it. Yeah. I was at a, uh, I guess it was a youth, like a youth event, but it was like in a big arena, like a big stadium kind of, you know, like a basketball stadium, whatever. Uh I still call it stadiums. I don't know. Um, (laughs) For basketball, I'm not thinking football, but I'm the, yeah, they're all stadiums. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, And like, I felt that, like I felt the pull, 
when yeah. they were doing like the altar call thing, you know, the overly emotional thing. But the fact that we were in a stadium screwed it up. Like I'm feeling that pull. And they're like, come on down and talk to one of our counselors. I'm like, okay. It took me 15 minutes to get there. And in that 15 minutes, I'm like, maybe I don't really feel this. Like the emotion part of it, like yeah. drained out. And I'm like, maybe it's just emotion that I'm feeling. And so I was already down there. And the person that happened to spot me as a counselor was my actual youth pastor. And so I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. Well, guess I'm going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, went, through, went through the whole thing and then lied for oh three years i think about yeah. just that's, that's you know, crazy then i yeah i was stuck i was stuck and so i had to like it was 2003 um, yeah. my junior year when that conviction finally hit me and it wasn't at a wasn't at an event it wasn't in an overly emotional state it was just like oh gosh i've been putting this off for far too long and broke down in my own driveway and then had to tell my now, oh, now yeah. wife, then girlfriend of several years, and pastor, and everybody else. <laughs> I'm so sorry, <laughs> but I feel like that's a lot of people is like do that you're, you feel so apologetic, and and that's just like, oh man, I messed up. But like in reality, I I I bet everyone was just super stoked at that moment. Right. Like <laughs> no one was just like, how it dare was. you lie to me for three years? Yeah, it was. I didn't get any. I didn't get any. Uh, cross feedback from it. It was yeah. all, it was all good. Oh, by the way, yesterday I, you had mentioned Guam and you mentioned it again here. Yeah. And I had said, I thought my wife might've lived there and no, um, she went to visit there many times. Her grandparents lived in Guam for eight years. So it wasn't okay, even cool. military related and it might've been ministry related yeah. because they were, uh, he was a pastor at least. I know that. Um, so yeah, oh, I'm I knew there was Gu I'm Guam intrigued. somewhere in the past. I just couldn't remember what now. All right. Uh, can you uh, can you tell oh, us since your since your salvation experience there? How has your faith changed over the years? I'm assuming uh, you're not. A, I'm assuming you're not an independent fundamentalist anymore. No, not anymore. No, <laughs> just so last year. I, no, um, man, it was like I said. I grew up like that. You know, in the Baptist church for like all through high school and literally it wasn't until college i was like freshman year i was getting to know people on my dorm room or on like the dorm floor i was next door to my dorm and people were arguing like calvinism and arminianism <sighs> and i was just like bro i thought we were all christians here i'm so confused what That's are my, you talking that about? That was my least favorite like, era. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they're just like, what are you? I'm like, a Christian? I, I thought. I don't know. What are you? you have to be one or the other. <clears throat> I'm yeah, not, I'm not so, either. Though. Okay, then you're a Molinist. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like college was just eye-opening. Uh, there was a lot of that, though. There was a lot of that like back and forth. And I kind of just scraped by because... Uh, the, personally, like, I went I went to college to like work, like, they needed someone to run the AV department, and mm. I was there and just kind of just like gunning for it, um, my freshman year, and that's like what I was doing, and that was kind of I went to the same college my parents did, so everyone knew me, like this whole entire staff knew me, the, like all my professors knew me, uh, because of my dad, 
and they knew my dad. So they were like, if I was just not in class and they would see me, they're like, oh, were you working? I'd be like, yeah, I was working. And they're like, okay, that's fine. Just catch up later. (laughs) And so it was just like, I missed so much class uh, because I was working all the time and all of that. So I kind of like scraped by. I didn't, you know, join in on any of the arguments or the debates or anything, <laughs> and uh, which I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, but yeah, like college was the first time where I'm like, there's a whole other world out there. Like I've, I've been in this bubble for so long. And so just ever since college, I've tried to have this mindset of just like, I don't know anything. <laughs> mm. um, I always have something to learn. And I think that, like, by God's grace has allowed me to just, like, learn and uh, and be more accepting for, you know, like, when I come across something new. And so it's just, like, can digital ministry work? Can digital discipleship work? Can, like, a digital church work? And stuff like that. And so, um, thankfully, you know, coming across new things like that, I'm, you know, I feel like I've been prepped and I've, I've come out of that being like, I'm not just, I'm not going to be quick to judge. I'm going to actually take time, hear you out and like do my own digging. Cause I think growing up independent fundamentalist, it was just like, I would ask questions like, well, why are we taught this? Well, that's what we were taught like by our elders. Well, why, well, why did they teach that? Well, that's what they were taught. And then it just keeps going back to like, it was just repeating, teaching, teaching, yeah. teaching, teaching, and we're back to cycle. scripture. Yeah. And so <laughs> now it's just like, let me challenge that by going to scripture and learning for myself and asking questions and doing all of that. And so that's, that's yeah. what's the, what's been the big change for me. And I think, I really think that's the, the right kind of mindset to have. Like I belong to a Southern Baptist church, but not mm-hmm. every single thing that i have come to like learn or believe is 100% in line. It's just probably the closest in our area. And it's, it's, it's a better mindset to have to be open to where, you know, God's going to lead you. God's going to show you to do your own, you know, studying and, and all that with, you know, influences of course, from people that have done this for years and, you know, um, done this as, you know, their, career and their, you know, their college seminary, all that kind of stuff. Influences are great. Um, but to just blindly accept doctrine from one denomination or the other, and then fight tooth and nail for it, even though you don't know why it's a thing that's far too common <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, does a disservice to, to many people uh, who are interested in the faith and mm-hmm. come to your church. <laughs> yeah. And um, being in such a like big space, like the digital space mm-hmm. and like meeting other Christians, like we all have completely different views on certain things. And so it's like when I do come across someone that's just got a complete different idea, like I'm, I'm willing to entertain like a conversation, yeah. but at the end of the day, like sometimes I'm just like, dude, we could both be wrong. <laughs> like, like neither one of us knows what we're talking about and we could get to those pearly gates and find out that we were both wrong and we're going to laugh it off and then go mm-hmm. to our mansions. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the main thing, the main thing, everything yeah. else just doesn't, it's not For worth sure. fighting over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you've been working with love thy nerd beyond being in staff, but like for, for a while, um, like you said, you met Matt and Bubba about three years ago, 
right? Mm-hmm. So good, good amount of time here. How has working with LTN influenced your faith or your mission, you know, mindset? Oh man, I mean, that's just one of those things where I'm like, I just kept an open mind and I was just ready to learn. Um, I never really looked at like the digital space or like a nerdy space as a mission field. And like we talk about it a lot where it's just like, oh, I'm going on a missions trip. And you automatically think like short term missions trip to Africa to help build houses or to South America to help build houses or something. And that was like my mindset. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with that. I was a part of several. So like being on Guam. I went to Japan. I went to a lot of the like Marianas uh, Islands, the um, Micronesian Islands, hmm. um, and help build houses and like a church building. And I'm pretty sure they're still standing today. Um, but it's still like I would not. I like really appreciate those. Like they're they have their space. I'm not railing on them at all. Um, I would not change those experiences for the world. But. Yeah, meeting Matt and Bubba, being a part of LTN and saying like, hey, you speak this language and we can send you into a space where every like where you can use that language to reach other people that are, you know, like have that's their native language as well as nerddom. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just there's just something sweet about that. And so um, like we just got back from. Um, a missions trip and being able to see others experience that for the first time like I experienced it for the first time was just so rewarding Um, and yeah like that just kind of like I said that having that open mind of just like I don't know anything (laughs) and I'm going to take this for what it is and like do my own studying and be like dang this this is it this is the real deal that's fantastic. So we've got a good balance, it seems like, of your, your Christian side and your nerdy side here, um, especially in these last few years. Have those two sides ever conflicted in you? Oh, yeah. I mean, even just like the balance of like real life, you know, mm. like coinciding with my Christian side and then my nerdy side. So like fresh out of college, um, graduated and... um destiny dropped for the first right, time ever yeah, yeah, yeah and i downloaded it immediately because i'm like i like halo this is just um space wizard halo and i'm <laughs> i'm probably gonna like it and sure enough i liked it so much that i i literally put 40 maybe more hours a week into that game um you have three characters on it and there's like raids and all sorts of stuff and the challenges you could do <clears throat> I like did everything I could every single week because it would reset every week. You um, put in a I wanted forty hour work I'm... week. <laughs> yeah, game a full oh, time yeah. job. <laughs> yeah, I had a regular job, like full time job, working for the college. I did that. I had a relationship. <laughs> like Asian and I were dating at the time, and that'll and I'll talk second, about that here in a second. And a second full time um, job of <laughs> playing, but like. Game. Man, I I just when I got home, also like me and my roommate at the time we had our TVs side by side, like on two different like shelves, just side by side TVs, and then we had those like rocker gamer chairs Ooh, yeah. that like sat on the floor. Classic, yeah. And like we were just destiny together. <laughs> um, and then like Asia would come over, she would wash our dishes. <laughs> 
because we're slobs <laughs> and do homework and we're, I'm just there playing destiny. And so, um, that like really cut me off from relationships mm. and I was just, I was like, I was just focused on that. And again, going back to my kind of like history in the church of like, I was taught, like, if you're distracted by something like that, like it's a sin and you need to just burn it. And you can't like give it away. You can't sell it because you could cause someone else to stumble. So you literally have to just throw everything away and destroy it because it's sinful. <laughs> um, and so I was just like, I got to get rid of this stuff because like my relationship with Asia was struggling. My relationship with other people were struggling. Like I had no direction. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and I was just like, this has to go. <laughs> Uh, but then like Asia and some like other really close people, like my mentors, they're all like, you know, God is bigger than that. He can redeem the time. Like you can, he can take something that is hurting your relationships and he can take that and build relationships with it. And you need to figure out how to do that. And so, um, yeah, I, st I stopped playing as much as I did. <laughs> Uh, but I also, that's when I recently discovered Twitch, like very early on, um, and YouTube and all of that stuff. So I started like trying to meet people by creating weekly videos and posting those on YouTube. If you do a deep dive, you could probably still find those, uh, when I still had hair and, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just, that was kind of like the turning point for me to like stop just like solely diving into my nerdy side and like cutting myself off which is that that's what i wanted was that alone time but instead like using that to like meet new people and then long story short like i i didn't get into twitch i didn't you know get super into youtube until like later on again when covid hit and then that's when i started like man i'm i'm hungry for that community again and started streaming i met Matt and Bubba, I met all sorts of other Christians in the space and it like the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we are, we are going to dive into your nerdy side and Twitch streaming and, and a little yeah. more, more with love thy nerd here, uh, in the next couple of days. Uh, but I think that's filled us in pretty well, uh, with your faith journey. Um, yeah. the destroying the things because you don't want to put it back yeah. onto the world that that seeped into my life as well. I used to have, yeah. this is the dumbest thing. I was a, you know, when I was a teenager, I had all this music, all these CDs, none of which I think maybe one or two even had like curse words in it or anything like that. Uh, I had a lot of like instrumental music and all this stuff too. And like wow. someone just some, some, uh, well-meaning adult in my church told all of us that we should cut up all of our non-Christian CDs. Yeah. And so I like, okay. And I did that and <laughs> I did cut every single thing, things, none, none of almost like nine, 95% of which had yeah. nothing sinful about them. Yeah. <laughs> All Dude, gone. Okay. Quick story, <laughs> like just on music and stuff too. Again, my background, I couldn't listen to things with drums cause those were of the world. Oh, we're goodness. supposed to be in the world and not of it. And so anything with drums was a no go. But um, my friend, so I had I had an iPod Nano that had like all this Christian music on it that I was allowed to listen to. And the Bible read by James Earl Jones was all on my iPod. <laughs> um, and then I had a PSP that had all of like my real music on it that I listened to. 
Uh, and then uh, my friend let me borrow a Switchfoot CD. <sighs> and that was in my sock drawer. And my mom found it. And one day I came home and my dad was just like, he was like literally, I don't know how long he was waiting in the kitchen. But like he had to, I don't know. I just imagined him waiting there all night until I got home. <laughs> Walked in and he hit like play on it. And it was like the first song on, oh, I can't remember which CD it was, but I was just like, oh, heck yeah, I love this song. Like in my head, I'm like, oh, wait, why is this playing out loud? <laughs> and, uh, but like he wasn't like, I remember them. That was kind of like the turning point for them too of just like, here's me like thinking like I'm being rebellious by listening to stuff like that. But then it was actually like, that's a whole other story of how like God used that to like work in my parents' lives to like, Hmm. again, like go over like what we were just talking about of just like, let's take this challenge and let's go to scripture and see what scripture says. And not just like, Oh, this is what our church says. And so he tells that story of just like how he's so thankful for me and being, you know, challenging to them. And like in my brain, I was just like, I was just being rebellious. <laughs> this was how I rebelled. Like, <laughs> Listen to dare you to move. One other time <laughs> I was like listening to something on my, um, on my uh, iPod or something at the time. At this time I did have other stuff on my iPod, but like somebody, like one of my youth leaders was just like, what are you listening to? And I was just like, Huh? And then he like pinned me against the wall. He's like, "What are you listening to?" I was like, "What are you? Are you allowed to do this?" <laughs> but like, man, music was wow. crazy. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm I, there with you, man. I thought I I thought I had it strict when I was growing up Catholic, but <laughs> those, those, those IFB churches. Told, there was like an article that was published about Switchfoot. How they were like, um a wolf in sheep's clothing or no, a sheep in wolf's clothing. Do you remember that? I don't remember that article, but that sounds correct yeah. in my head. Like, and so, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, that they, was used against me and like all sorts of stuff. Well, that crazy. shouldn't, it shouldn't have been because if they're, they're sheep in wolf's clothing, that means they're Christians who appeal to the world when they're putting Christian yes. messages into what yeah. is seen as secular music, which is accurate. They don't really mention Jesus by name or God by name yeah. all that often. Yeah. Uh, but their lyrics are solid. So I'm yeah. fine with it. <laughs> I'm listening to some, hey, can we cue that up on the radio? You know, they please? just came out. They just came out with a re they just redid the entire beautiful letdown album. Like they re-recorded uh, everything. A, I'm pretty sure that's the CD. That's, a, that, that's uh, a that was a banger front to back. I loved every single track on that album. All right. Well, tomorrow we're gonna dive deep into Luke's nerdy side. Uh, but thank you for joining us today, Luke. Yes, my pleasure. See you tomorrow. We'll take a pause there. I'll have more with Luke tomorrow as we move on to Frost's internet persona on Twitch. Uh, But as for today, we are out of coffee, so it's time to wrap things up. But before we go, let's get our verse of the day. Today's verse is Psalm 3-3, but you are a shield around me. O Lord, you bestow glory on me and lift up my head. And with that, our Tuesday show is coming to a close. 
Thank you for joining us for Rise and Shine Nerds. We want to invite you to get behind the scenes by joining our LTN Discord community. Once you've joined at lovethynerd.com slash Discord, simply go to the channels and roles and click on the Rise and Shine Nerds channel to gain access to it. You can help us plan shows and segments and even be on the show yourself on occasion. And currently, we are taking suggestions that we will eventually vote on for the new name for our community. Apparently, most people don't like Shiners because there's too many other things named Shiners. And so we are taking options and we will be voting on it during our next hiatus. Uh, <laughs> subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app or through the love thy nerd youtube channel so you don't miss an episode and tell us what you think of the show via our socials at rise and shine ltn on facebook and twitter once again i'm radio matt and i'm daedra and as always a reminder jesus loves you nerds